why is storytelling important in your photos? It's honestly the biggest part of your own personal expression and the connection that you're having with the people that you're photographing. You're storytelling mm. through your perspective. And when you're intentional about that, it comes off that way. And it's so important that the same experience that you had with your client the day of, these pictures just amplify the memory. It's not just the memory. Welcome to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. I'm your host, John Mansfield. Uh, every week, I bring you conversations with photographers and other creative entrepreneurs um, who share tips and strategy and inspiration. Uh, and whether you shoot light and airy, dark and moody, um, or anywhere in between, we're here to help you grow your community, build your business, and create the lifestyle you always dream of. Uh, joining me on the show today is my friend Melanie Ann. She is a wedding and portrait photographer based in Southern Florida. And today she's sharing how you can become a better storyteller through your client experience and your photo editing. So uh, Melanie, welcome to the show. I am excited that you're here. Hi, I'm excited to be here. <laughs> a little nervous. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I still, I still get nervous before every <laughs> recording too. I'm just like, have to do like a few like calming breaths yes. and just like, okay, it's, it's that, that like the, the fast heartbeat of live video <laughs> and of like, Oh, this is going to be recorded. And like, people are going to listen to this later. Yeah. I've got to, got to calm myself. Uh, which you would think that that would change after however many episodes I've done and like different speaking things yeah. and no, every time. Um, but I'm glad, I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that we're both a little nervous so that it'll be, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be good. Um, but yeah, give us a little background on, on Melanie and where you're based, what you do, all those kinds of things. Uh, I'm actually in Fort Lauderdale, Miami area, uh, in South Florida. I'm originally from New York and I started photography there. Uh, when I cool. moved to Florida, I was in high school and I was trying to find an outlet to keep me busy and, um, you know, not miss home, not miss that busy life. And I fell into photography and I never looked back. Uh, I actually do have a passion for cooking, uh, so I cook at home for my family, mm. um, but photography stole my heart, and, and that's where I've been for the last 14 years. Nice, 14 years. That is that is a long time yeah. in the industry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what – okay, so I also – I. <laughs> I consider myself a very amateur chef. Um, like I, I just enjoy cooking, like creating something in the kitchen. Yeah. And uh, and whenever it tastes good, it just I feel like, oh, yeah, I like did something well. <laughs> and sometimes it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't always look good, but it usually tastes good. Um, but what's one of your I know this isn't a cooking show, but I'm just interested. What's uh, what's one of your like go to meals or if you're just like you want you have like three hours in the kitchen to yourself and you just want to go crazy what's something you would do uh pasta pasta mm. <laughs> any type yes. of pasta um yeah anything i really love raviolis i'll make uh, ravioli from scratch um 
like a garlic and broccoli, like olive oil type pasta, like all all the things with pasta. Italian food is just yeah. It's, it's so good oh yeah. yeah yeah i we we kind of mentioned earlier how both of us are going to be talking with our hands a lot because yes. uh because because you know our heritages and everything and like my family is italian yeah and um every uh every uh, family reunion or any like christmas or anything that we were all together it's all just mexican food like that's what they made and like my wife was really disappointed whenever <laughs> whenever she came to the first christmas she was like i'm gonna get some like authentic pasta like this is gonna be so good and then it's just like enchiladas oh, no. and like all these casseroles and things and i was like oh, oh yeah wow. sorry no we're like south texas italians <laughs> um we we have adopted the food culture here um but yeah i love I love some good pasta. I have never made it. I actually bought uh, like the KitchenAid pasta attachment deal to like uh, roll your own pasta yes, or whatever it yes, is. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I bought that as uh, as a fun like present for my wife a few years ago, and we have yet to use it yet. <laughs> no, roll <laughs> uh, but the we dust need to. off that thing. Start rolling some pasta. I know. You'll love it. It's a good date night. I know. It's a good date well, night kind of thing. I was gonna. I was gonna say we're gonna have to schedule a date night. We have one coming up this week, um, but maybe next week or the week after we can no, do no, like no, an no, in-house no, no. date this night week, and, and make some pasta. <laughs> we already have this one planned. We're we're going out. We has been. This is the week where the kids are going back to school, and my yeah. wife works at the university here in town, so she's yeah. got all the college kids coming back, and we're like, yeah. we need a date out where we're not doing anything um but next time <laughs> i want to make some pasta and i will yeah. definitely tag you in the stories for sure <laughs> like, thank you Melanie. <laughs> yeah yeah but okay well awesome that's that's cool so you've been did you do any photography in new york before you moved or just kind of fell into that once you moved to florida i i was an aspiring photographer i took pictures like with a i don't even remember what the brand was um like a birthday gift um and i just knew i really liked that i liked doing that it was nice but that, that was mm. just me exploring photography at first and then when i got here to florida i was still in high school and the opportunity to take pictures like oh yeah i do this all the time like it was normal for me to always have my camera with me and if i went for a walk um i would take pictures of whatever landscape i would walk past so it, it became like in my nature to take photos um but it was only when i moved here that it started to like blossom into where we are now <laughs> Yeah. 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 That's cool. Yeah. I'm sure like the landscape change from New York city life to yeah. uh, Fort Lauderdale with all the palm trees yeah. and everything. Um, it's just like anytime that I'm because, you know, Texas, uh, at least the the central east texas that i live in is just so boring and flat and like every now and then we'll have like a big oak tree or something i'm like oh look at this tree yeah. i want to take pictures but other than that like we don't have mountains we don't have like yeah. interesting beaches or anything so anytime that i'm traveling somewhere and there's some sort of different landscape i'm just like i'm going to take all the pictures like yeah. this it just uh something about that being different it just like yeah makes me want to to take all the photos exactly i think that uh, that's what helped me 
get where I am now because I came from a big city. Mm. Everything is concrete and stone and, you know, there are trees and things like that, but not tropical trees and the breeze and sand and things. We have rock beaches, you know, in New York and you have to drive an hour out of the city just to get to like sand. Um, So that like coming to Florida and seeing the palm trees was new to me. So it helped me appreciate landscape in that way. Um, so mm. it's like all about the journey. Like everything happens for a reason. So oh, yeah, yeah. you discover things in the, in your own way. And that helped me want to take pictures. I think, you know, in New York, it could have been a different story. You know, you kind of get used to your environment and maybe it wouldn't have um, inspired me in my creativity as much being placed in an environment. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Like whenever you're in your environment day in and day out, it's just like it you're I know it's like a neurological thing, like where you can't you don't actually see your nose because it's there all the time. But your eyes can actually see your nose because it's in its view. But your brain just blocks it out because it's just it's there all the time. And whenever you're in the same uh, situations, the same landscape and everything all the time, you often just kind of block out all the things that a visitor uh, would would walk the streets of New York and just be like, look at these buildings and yeah. look at all the concrete <laughs> around. And these rock beaches are amazing. And it's just like, really? Seriously? Yeah. Uh, like for me, I just I, I was I was just putting putting Texas down and being like, we just have like these oak trees. But so many people come to visit and they're just like, the landscape here is so beautiful. And like these open fields and the cattle and these trees. I'm like, oh yeah, I guess it's nice. Like yeah. it's just, I'm around it all the time. Like we kind of forget. Um, and that's a good, uh, good little uh, reminder to, to look at things with a, a fresh lens of just like a clear mind of, looking for the beauty in our everyday um and that that might inspire some things um but cool well i'm glad that uh that florida inspired you to to take more photos um but uh yeah so kind of like through your your photo journey uh just like your career and everything has there been um a lesson or uh, a piece of advice or something that you have received that has just changed your outlook on business um, oh, so many things. <laughs> mm. I am super grateful to have had the opportunity to be around so many different types of people because of photography. You know, life is a journey. You go through your, your different evolutions and you get into different mm-hmm. crowds. You learn about new things. You learn life things that you didn't learn in school. Um, and I feel like my life was sped up. Uh, so when I started in photography, I did weddings and I did corporate events and I fell into, um, being able to do conferences for businesses where they would have their annual meetings and they were talking about sales pitches and, you know, adulting at a thousand for where I was at that time (laughs) talking about taxes and, and, and all the things. So I was in a room full of millionaires at the time. Uh, and I look back now and I'm like, wow, I should ask more questions. Um, <laughs> but I had those <laughs> opportunities really early on where I was still in that sponge stage of learning. Like anything you say to me, I'm going to just absorb it. 
And I think the biggest thing that I learned and, and I've heard Will Smith say it and a few other celebrities that I like listen to um, their motivational speak um, speeches all the time is just not giving up on something that you've started and that you really believe in because um, you could be mm-hmm. four inches away from, you know, four minutes away, a day away, whatever type of volume or capacity um, of you getting to where you want. And it's it's always that one more time that gets you yeah. where you really want to go. And it's the not giving up part that's the hardest because, um, you know, not everything's going to happen overnight, even though we live in a TikTok and in social media world where you can go viral uh, off of, you know, something that could be I'm a 90s baby and something so minute uh, could end up being amazing (laughs) overnight um so i always keep that in my heart that if there's anything that is a distraction or an obstacle or influences or someone else's opinion or or just a bad day that it's just a bad day and just to have that one more in you so you can just constantly stay consistent um so that was the best advice just hearing that from multiple people don't give up yeah. I mean, even just hearing that from you today, I'm just like, yeah, like it's, <laughs> it's like giving me that, that, uh, like renewed passion again, of, yeah. um, or, or like encouragement, like the passion has been there, but sometimes it kind of like dwindles a little bit when you start comparing yourself to other people. Um, and I know that has happened in my photography career where I have looked at the success of other people and just like, is this even worth like all the late nights editing and all of the, the long, long wedding days and all of this, like, am I going to get to where they are or am I going to get to the goal that I've set in front of me or even like uh, with this podcast or something where I'm seeing other podcasts start after (laughs) after I started and then just like skyrocket like to the top of the charts I'm like what are they doing that I'm not Um, but but like the passion is still here but even if even if it's just uh, uh, Tyler's in the comments today um, also tuning in from Florida so hey Tyler Um, but like (laughs) even if we're just speaking to Tyler today and no one else listens to this episode like that that passion is still here that like, even if it's just for one person or even if it's just for us getting to have a conversation, um, you and me like that, that passion behind things, it, uh, it, it should keep you going. And, and I, I love that. Um, and it kind of just encourages me to not, uh, focus so much on what everyone else is doing or these, yeah. you know, these, I, cause I'm a dreamer. I have big goals. I am just like, I want to do this and I want to make this much and I want to travel to these places. Yeah. And then whenever it doesn't happen, like there's, there's a little bit of, of disappointment of like, okay, what could I have done yeah. to make this happen? But also like, all right, well, this is also next year's goal. Like I'm going to, I'm going to keep pushing toward this. Yeah. Um, so I think that is some, some great advice. Um, (laughs) and, and I love that. Uh, so speaking of like photography, pushing forward, all of that, I know that a huge thing, uh, that really sets your photography apart from, from other people's is storytelling and being able to convey what's happening in a moment into 
like a single photo or a few frames. Why is storytelling important in your photos? It's honestly the biggest part of your own personal expression and the connection that you're having with the people that you're photographing. You're storytelling through your perspective. And when you're intentional about that, it comes off that way. And it's so important that the same experience that you had with your client the day of, these pictures just amplify the memory. It's not just the memory. I can go and take photos of someone. I can go outside right now and meet someone and say, hi, (laughs) can I take your photo? Which I've done in every city that I've been to. (laughs) I'm the awkward girl Uh on the streets. Like (laughs) I'm not trying to interview you and ask you, you know, which song you're listening to, but I'm definitely trying to take your picture. (laughs) Um, But just like right now, we're intentionally sharing our thoughts and our stories with each other and allowing space Mm -hmm. for other people to, to hear it. We're doing the same thing with photography and being more intentional about your perspective. When I meet my clients, um, you know, we're in a digital age, so it's usually an email inquiry. We talk through email for a little bit. We hop on a Zoom call. We chat. We connect and bond. And that mm-hmm. vital moment is, is that's it for me. I need to know who you are. So I'm intentionally capturing you for who you are. I'm not just some photographer just taking pictures of you. It's so much deeper than that. Uh, And I think that that's what's the secret sauce to using your perspective to tell a story and tell it well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I love that you talked about amplifying the moment um, because that is very different than um, like I think back to my early a photography career where I had no idea what I was doing. I like I fell into wedding photography because I was working at a wedding venue and then they're like, hey, we've got a couple. They're looking for someone. They need a photographer. We know you have a camera. Would you shoot their wedding for 200 bucks? And I was like, amazing. Yeah. Yes. 20 bucks an hour. I will do this. <laughs> and um, and yeah, like I, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was just, yeah, it, it was just like point and shoot. And it was just point and shoot at the moments. Uh, They were happy. It was I definitely uh, delivered more than two hundred dollars of value. Um, But but like I for years, I was just shooting at the moments instead of uh, intentionally telling a story through those moments. Yeah. Um, So I love that you you mentioned that that, you know, we're not there just to just to point and shoot take a photo um because their their uncle bob can do that yeah you know they've got a bunch of bunch <laughs> cell phones around that will also take photos but that's like what sets us apart is being able to tell that story and and amplify the story yeah uh and and even tell it in a way that maybe they didn't they didn't see yeah um yeah, that that, that's the magic. You're you're hiring someone mm-hmm. for their perspective. Um, and it, it's, you know, we live in a vanity world and we grow up in a vanity world. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to wear clothing. What kind of clothing aren't we wearing? You have to have your hair done. You know, for men, there's some type of physique that you have to have um, for society rules. But at the end of the day, we're all human. Right. 
And when we do get dressed up and we do have the makeup on and we do do a little push-ups in the morning and got a little bulk in our muscles and shoulders uh, for the day, that's really just exude. We're creating an energy for ourselves that this is how I feel about me. And I'm Mm -hmm. making it a point to do that for the couple if they don't have that yet. Um, Oh, I've never done any pictures. Where do I put my hands? My couples are already educated before we get to a session that they're not going to have to ask me where to put their hands. (laughs) So that intentionality is going to get you to tell the story better. Um, Picking a location. You're not just going to pick a random location. You're going to pick a location that makes them feel comfortable, not what's going to look good for your Instagram. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all just being more intentional is just so important, and um, feeling good about yourself, making sure that mm-hmm. you tell the client that because if you're confident, they're like, "Oh, I got to match her energy." I'm I'm confident too. <laughs> right. Um, that yeah. Competitive nature of like matching um, each other's energy, and I always bring that to my couples, and I do have a calm demeanor, but I'm generally excited. And I and setting that intention oh, yeah. helps tell the story as well. Yeah, yeah, because like even like thinking of times that I've been photographed by other photographers, and whenever they're like, "Ooh, do this," or "Let's do that," and like there's that excitement of, "Oh, I just saw the light is hitting this wall over here. Yeah. I want to do like a cool like moody portrait or something of you." I'm like, "Yeah, all right, let's do it. This will be fun." <laughs> and the times that I've had other photographers who are just like, um. Well, I mean, do you have any ideas? Yeah. Or like, what do you, uh, we could try this yep. if you want to try this or like that kind of him haw. Ha, I, I don't know. Like, what, what if we did like a fun laughing one where you, you were like laughing? I'm like, <laughs> just just tell me like, ooh, you know, it'd be amazing. Yeah. A fun laughing picture. Like, let's do that. Yeah. And that uh, that confidence in yourself, like you were saying, it carries through and they feel that. And whenever you're confident in yourself, even if it's a show, even if you're like, I have no idea if this is going to turn out well, but I'm going to, I'm going to act like it is. And if it doesn't, they will never see this photo and it's okay. Hey y'all quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better. And that is my CRM Tave. Tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers. They have everything under one roof um, from embedded contact forms that auto generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, anything that you want to keep up with your numbers. They've got reports for it. They have built in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes. It is so much. Um, They also like my favorite part. They have these auto populated tokens. So in emails, you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors, Instagram handle, and it'll auto populate it. So you don't have to figure out which spelling of Caitlin is correct for this bride. So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, 
you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business. From like what you were talking about with like location and and educating your couples before they step in front of your camera, it sounds like a lot of communication going on yeah. beforehand. What does that look like for you and your your clients? Uh, I ease them into it um, in the fo- the initial phone call of just getting to know them. It's really just building trust. All the rest of the technicalities are going to come afterwards. I really need them to just understand that I know what I'm doing Um, because you can have Mm -hmm. the fanciest website. You could have 10,000 accolades and all the things. Um, But do you really know what you're doing? (laughs) And that I feel like is like a deep rooted like. So do you know how to use a camera for real? <laughs> um, uh-huh. Especially when you get to a certain caliber where, you know, you have such a pretty aesthetic on Instagram. It's like, do you just have one photo out of every session that looks really good? Are you just sticking to that? Is that your, um, <laughs> is that your niche? No, the entire gallery is a really great story. Um, so that initial conversation is just the bonding and trust. That's my main thing. Um, and I'm all about process. It's all a process. Not everything's going to happen overnight. Uh, and I think that, you know, some people get stuck there and it's giving it that one more so you can experience that and know that you just need more time. (laughs) Everything needs more time. Um, so initial phone call, uh, building trust. I then send them a questionnaire. Some people don't uh, fill it out immediately. Some people are very excited. Like, it's, I'll just click the button and five minutes later, it's like, I get a questionnaire yeah. right back. <laughs> and I live for that. I'm like so excited because I'm generally going to read through it and I read through it five times so I can embed it in my brain. And that's part of my mm. DNA I'm creating for the photo shoot. I can remember that, you know, I, I ask them some really deep questions. Um, some clients decide not to answer them, but they'll email me and say, Hey, we didn't fill out that specific question, but it allowed us to have a conversation during dinner that we really loved. And we wanted to tell you, thank you for asking that. And, and we loved yeah. it. So it's really great to, you know, don't be afraid to ask deep questions. Even if you're not a deep person, there's so many educators online sharing their resources. You can, you know, invest in them and get questionnaires from those photographers and pick and choose what works best for your type of clientele. Um, but asking mm. questions is so important before the photo shoot. So you can get an idea of who they are, not to be a chameleon and just like try and be their best friend, but generally just have information about them. And you have more of a conversation of, um, of the way that you're going to strategize the photo shoot. Not like I want to do this pose and that pose. <laughs> no, now you know what their right. favorite snack is and you could talk about it and they're generally going to laugh. Like, I can't believe I have an addiction to Twinkies and you know that uh-huh. otherwise you wouldn't have known that. <laughs> 
No. Yeah. It, yeah. It that's not usually something that pops exactly. up. Yeah. <laughs> no one's going to tell you what they're addicted to, like off rip. It's not going to happen. No. <laughs> you yeah. have to yeah. ask those questions. So, um, phone calls, questionnaires. Um, I have a lot of clientele that come from Instagram. So their introduction of me is cool. It's exciting. Mm. So that right. energy yeah. sticks with our relationship. So it's all about, um, you know, how you present yourself to your clients. It's super important for photographers that are just starting out. Yeah. You don't have all the things, but you got you just showcase you Mm. and your personality. You feel like you don't have one. Make that your niche. I don't know who I am. (laughs) Make it funny make it humorous and, you know, allow people create space for people to comment about that. You're going to create an energy around that when they meet you like hey did you find yourself yet (laughs) there's you can can create any energy you want for people to to read you and build that profile of you in their head any which way you want if it's a bad day share that if it's a good day share that you you don't need the fancy equipment you don't need a fancy aesthetic of an instagram you being you is Mm. what people are going to be attracted to they're going to relate to you in that way. So that's the best foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's the, the no like, and trust factor of, you know, there's, there's thousands of photographers out there. There's, there's a ton in, you know, Fort Lauderdale, Miami area. There's a ton in the Houston area here. And like you are what sets you apart because, you know, like, like the people that find you on Instagram, they're just like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Melanie's different. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, she's, she's not the same as this other photographer that I, that I saw. And like, I like her aesthetic. I like her just like chill, like attitude in yeah. her stories and, you know, having that where you're, I mean, that's like a whole nother conversation where (laughs) like your, your website and everything, like your email copy, all of that needs to like flow with your brand and with your personality to where we have talked about this before, where I started off very corporate um, in my emails and just like, dear so-and-so. And and I am so (laughs) pleased to be uh, considered for your wedding and like, ending every email and like sincerely John and um, yeah. And that's not me. That is definitely some people. And if that's you yeah, lean into that, that is yeah. totally cool. But that was not me. Like if I was writing dear some something to anyone, like that is like a letter that I'm mailing to my grandparents or something <laughs> like is it did not fit with my brand. And I was like, why am I even doing this? Cause they would come back and be like, Hey, and uh, I was like, yeah, no, I'm a Hey person. Um, so now I just start off with, with Hey, and a bunch (laughs) of exclamation points, probably way too many exclamation points. Um, but, but yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's really important to be yourself. And, um, and, uh, I, I love the, the questionnaires, um, and asking those questions. I love that you said you read through that like five times. I do. Um, I really, cause do. that's, you can, you can <laughs> ask all the questions you want, but if you don't actually read the answers, they are useless. Yeah. Cause then it's just like, Oh, um, yeah. What was your favorite, uh, candy bar? I don't remember what you put on the thing. And like, that's not going to well, build that connection. Funny thing. I'm a snack. I'm a snacker. Like, 
Mm -hmm. That's that game is strong. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, So one of my questionnaire questions in there is what's your favorite snack, but be specific. And Mm. I like to snack and make sure I have snacks before a photo shoot. So if I, they actually filled it out. (laughs) Some people don't. They're like, I don't have a favorite snack. And I'm like, that's okay. You can have some of mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll pick up that snack (laughs) and I'll show up to the photo shoot with their favorite snacks, including mine. I'm not trying to Mm -hmm. like woo you. I'm generally having an experience with you. So I'll go pick up because that's what I was going to do either way. (laughs) I was going to pick up snacks. Um, So (laughs) I'll pick up my snack and theirs and I'll show up and we'll share that snack before the session. Um, And just adding that, that personal touch because I generally want a snack and I also generally want a snack with you. (laughs) So making sure I create space for that is so, is so important. (laughs) right yeah it's like i can bring my own snacks but you may not be a cheese person yeah right. i don't know <laughs> yeah you might be you might be like a chocolate and peanuts person yeah who knows i had uh, i had yeah. um a client it was last year i'll never forget she was like she writes i like hummus and like that's it like doesn't write anything else she just says i like hummus <laughs> <laughs> and i was like I've never tried hummus. So that was the first time I tried hummus because I brought her hummus. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And we had some pita chips and hummus. And I'll never forget that. And creating space for that is what's the best part. And she'll probably never forget that, that her photographer. I was going to say. And we just chowed down together. Um, And it was a picnic theme. So they already had champagne and macaroons. So we had hummus and pita chips and macaroons and we were full and happy. (laughs) (laughs) And it came out in in the photos and we were just so excited. And I, I get comments on other photo shoots from that same bride. And she's like, it's just so fun. She's like, I can't wait to like <laughs> shoot with you again. And yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you want. Like, that's what you want for your clients is for them to be like, this was such a fun experience. Yeah. Like, I loved this. <laughs> I want to do this again. I want to do this next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, instead of like the the dreadful like. I mean, that was that was rough, but like the one of I remember getting an email back years and years ago um, before I did any sort of client experience, anything. And like I didn't I didn't meet them or talk to them until their engagement session and like showed up. And they happened to like also be there already early, but I didn't know what they look like. So, Yeah. um, yeah, that was the whole thing. And they were just super awkward. Yeah. Which most people are. Most people are awkward in front of the camera. But um, but they felt awkward the yeah. whole time. Yeah. And then whenever they got the photos, they were like, these are amazing. Like, we look so good. It felt so awkward yeah. that day. And I was like, it felt like a compliment, but it really wasn't yeah. because I didn't do anything to make them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything to get to know them. Yeah. I didn't bring any snacks, <laughs> um, you know, now because I also love to bring snacks or yeah. to be like, hey, like if y'all love pizza or tacos or something like, yeah. let's go after the photo shoot and yeah. just go have some pizza and get to chat a little bit. And they look forward to that. And they're like, you know, I'm 
you know, it, it, it just kind of like it, it makes it more of uh, not not necessarily like the, the whole friend, like let's be besties yeah. type deal, but it makes it more inviting than. Yeah. OK, we're going to go. This photographer is going to take our photos and then. Yeah. We'll have photos. Exactly. And that's that's part of the process. You said <laughs> that you did that shoot without knowing them. I worked for another company as an associate for seven years. And I, they didn't have a client experience like that. They maybe did one questionnaire and if they didn't fill it out, they didn't enforce it. So for seven years, I would show up to weddings, portrait sessions, events without knowing anything Mm. about anything, just where to be and at what time. (laughs) So that it's part of the process. That was part of my 10,000 hours that I was putting in. I was, I would show up, I would do the shoot. It was amazing. And they were like, wow, you're so great. But I spent the entire time building the trust and I'm like, mm-hmm. how can I do that before? So then we could get to the fun part. <laughs> right. It's like the last 10 minutes of an engagement yes. session. They're just, they're into it. They're just so yes. relaxed. Y'all are having a great time. Yes. It's like, All right. The last 50 minutes yeah. was building the trust and building all this for this little bit of time. Yeah. These are amazing photos now. Yeah. And like some of the first ones probably not going to deliver. Yeah. But if you can build that relationship and that trust before you even get there yeah. to where they're just like running over to give you a hug because they're like, Melanie, you're here. Exactly. Like we get to meet in person. Yeah. Like that's what you want. Yeah. When you don't have yeah. that client experience, you know, clients will be late. They don't understand the importance of lighting and and, you know, location mm-hmm. and all the things. Now clients show up before I do. And I, I'll show up up to an hour before so I can sit in my car and have my snacks um, and just like yeah. decompress <laughs> from my personal life. Um, so I can be completely present with the couple for portrait sessions and weddings. Um, yes. It's super important to do that. If, you know, for your own personal care, like self-care and, and yeah. understanding oh, that, yeah. yeah, you're getting paid to be here, but you're being present. And how, what's the best quality way of being present is to like decompress before you enter that space with them. Cause your energy can fill a yep. room and that's really, really. Oh good. yeah. 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 Cause you don't need to be bringing in all the stress from your life yeah. and, and yeah. everything going on. Cause I have like a playlist of songs that I listen to. Yeah. on my way to every photo shoot on my way to every wedding and it like like kind of clears yeah. the palette it's just okay mm-hmm. whatever's going on in life right now i'm like taking that off i'm gonna leave it in the car yeah um and and i need to be there and be present and be like my my happy self yeah. and not show up and just be like okay well exactly. it's been a rough week but you know uh, we're here to take photos now yep. um so i love that and i love i love the idea of getting there super early and just having snacks yeah and, and they'll be in the parking lot too i'm like i go to like eat a yeah. carrot and i'll look over and i'm like uh-huh. hi <laughs> <They're> like hi. <laughs> so we're like all equally excited and like i said yeah. creating that energy and space for positivity um i made a joke the other day and i was like i gotta say that um but when you're doing the decompressing <laughs> i'm a nerd um I, when you're doing the decompressing before you're about to shoot 
it's important that the intentionality of it makes sense. So, um, you know, if anyone has ever heard of Marie Kondo and like, uh, creating space and organizing, uh, your life and things, your material things and honoring your home, you have to Marie Kondo your thoughts. Like what brings me joy? And only collect mm-hmm. those thoughts before a session so you can be present with that. And maybe bring that up in conversation. Yeah. Before you show up to a wedding, that bride has had 10 people in her face before you're in her face. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, creating that space, you know, like you know, I was listening to this song in the car, you know, we should play it uh, to, you know, get this party started. And now all the brides mm-hmm. are like, oh, my God, I love her. <laughs> and now I have yes. 10 besties behind me that whatever I say goes, you know, oh, yeah. but if I didn't decompress earlier and generally listen to that really great song and I wasn't confident enough to say, Hey ladies, let's listen to this song. It's so cool. And they're like, yeah, sure. Let's listen. And they put it on. They're like, Whoa, that's my jam. <laughs> so creating uh-huh. space and decompressing and, and, you know, what brings me joy and only collecting those, those joy thoughts yep. and entering a room with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Cause then like, cause his wedding days are so stressful or, or at least they can be for a lot of people. It is stressful. There's usually, you know, you know, mother-in-laws and everyone who's just like coming in and asking questions and stuff during the day, yeah. um, which is like, there, there's a coordinator to ask these questions. Don't, don't bug the couple. Um, yeah. but, but like that stuff is going on and then you show up and you're just like, let's, let's just like dance to this song real quick and like shifting that energy into we're just gonna have fun yeah like this is this is what this day is about is about y'all getting married it is about love it is about fun you know if if that floral arrangement is not staying up there for some reason like yeah it's not gonna stop you from getting married like it's it's cool let someone else deal with that yeah um so I love I love that coming into everything with that kind of attitude uh, yeah. and and excitement. It makes that's, you happy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like what, what you were saying earlier about like your energy that you bring into the room, it like it gets mirrored by other people. Yeah. So if you come in unsure of Mm -hmm. yourself unsure of the day and just like oh i can feel some stress in this room um i don't know maybe i'll start with like this flat lay over here and let things die down (laughs) instead of just like walking in and like high vibes and like hey everyone what's going on like we're here gonna take some photos it's gonna be an amazing day and then like that shift of energy can really uh uh pour out over them to where they're like yeah you know what yeah. This is going to be a good day. We don't have to worry about all the stress that was going on this morning. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, exactly. And those questionnaires, again, like I'll, I'll even for wedding mm-hmm. days, I would just want to mention this so new photographers can understand like the gold that you're carrying around, um, having information about your client. If you know what type of personality your bride is, um, from the engagement session questionnaires, I have questionnaires for wedding days as well. And learning, Mm -hmm. I also learn their love languages. So if I know that day is going to, you know, every wedding day is stressful. And I know that that uh, bride's love language is gifts. I'll bring a gift to her because I know it's going to be a stressful day. And I'll do that and I'll create 
time and space for that. If she just finished hair and makeup and I'm like, oh, do you need, I always ask brides if they need to use the bathroom before they put their dress on. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, when she comes out of the bathroom, uh, I'll put the gift that I got personalized for her next to the dress because we're about to put it on. And she's like, what is this? And we'll open it like, oh, I just got you something. And it's just like this abundance of joy (laughs) Um, because it's, I'm catering to this love language and that's our DNA. Our DNA is, yes. you know, who we are, who we are is what we like and who we like. Um, so I'm just catering to that because we already know she got a man. We about to go get married. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I'm just catering to all the other parts of that. And um, it's, it's beautiful. My love language is quality yeah. time. I get to do that all the time with my couples. So I'm full Same. of joy all the time. <laughs> So I'm just yep. trying to make sure that everyone else like has that energy um, when they when they were around me, at least when they're around me. And then now they have pictures to always look at and spark that joy. Yeah. Yeah. And the pictures like directly after that moment, she's going to remember like that joy that she had. Yeah. And be like, oh, yeah, I remember that gift. Yeah. And like, oh, it's over here on the shelf. Mm-hmm. And uh and that those emotions come through whenever they're viewing those photos later. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's treating them more than just y'all are just subjects in front of my camera. Yeah. And I'm taking pictures of the moments of your day. Mm-hmm. But you're you're creating moments yeah. and you're you're there with them and and living through and uh, and creating that story. So I love it. Yeah. OK, I know. Uh, we talked a lot about client experience and I know we wanted to talk a little bit about editing as well. So how can we continue that storytelling from the day, from the questionnaires, getting to know our clients? How can we continue that storytelling through um, our editing? Um, Being intentional with the consistency of your style. Um, Mm. I know Mm. as new photographers, we're trying to figure that out and we'll try dark and moody. We'll try light and airy. We'll try true to color. We'll try that thing that we don't know what it's called. Um, (laughs) we'll do all the things. Um, but just being consistent. Some of the things that I've uh, implemented, like little actions that, uh, some of the people that I've mentored in the past is having five sessions in the same style, just settle on that one style. We're going to change it later. But settle on that one style for five sessions and you may not like Mm -hmm. it. Someone else will guaranteed, but stay in that style. And obviously not something that you completely loathe where you're at, at you're sleeping at night and you're like, I really shouldn't have done that. (laughs) Don't do that. Uh Be comfortable with the edit (laughs) as far as the colors um, and exposure and your contrast and things like that. Small refining tweaks can be done afterwards, but consistently doing that for five edits and then reevaluating and saying, okay, I really don't like skin tones to be that green. I'd rather it be on the pink side. I really like things to look like it's golden hour all the time. I need to add warmth. That's how mm-hmm. you should process your evolution of your style with editing, as opposed to every other photo in one gallery be something different and you're trying to like do too much. Um, yeah. So just going to a consistent place and then reevaluating afterwards um, is a big, big deal. Um, and less is more always 
when it comes to a gallery that you're going to present to um, any couple or client or even an event. Sometimes some photos just take away from that energy. Um, I'm a big advocate and I've seen a lot of other photographers because I'm also a private editor. So I've seen it all in the back end of how other photographers think. And it's allowed me to like refine my process in, in the way. So I have my own boot camp in the sense. Um, and some photographers will not have the photos in a sequential order in the way that it was shot the day of. I think it's so important mm-hmm. to stay with that. Um, when you started in this area and you ended in another, present that gallery the same way that it happened the day of. So it can spark the same energy when the client looks at it. I feel like it adds yeah. to the story. Um, you're always supposed, you know, my rule of thumb is to shoot three times as much of what you're going to give back to your client. So you have room to build your own story. Uh, if you shoot a thousand images, 2000 images in an engagement session, and you give back 80 to a hundred photos or even less than that, you're really condensing it down to this is what happened in the most beautiful way, the most epic way. It's what we do with yeah. movies and cinema. You know, we're creating the storyline, but there's always these pivots in the story that can change the way things end or begin or how we feel emotionally about a character. We're doing the same thing with editing our photos and making sure that we're also conscious of how the clients feel about themselves. So a photo could be amazing, like, wow, the lighting was great. But there's something in this photo that the bride mentioned to me you know, I don't like this particular thing. And that's another thing I also add in my questionnaires is what are you insecure about? I'm not afraid to ask that. Mm. I need to know what you don't like. So I can make sure that I either show you how beautiful it really is. I change your mind or I'm just catering Uh to making sure that you don't feel worse about that. That's important to me as well. Um, so remembering that as well and just, adding in all of those different equations uh, and and elements to create the story Um, and and just niching it down to and refining it to only a few photos and making it the best of the best. So when you Mm -hmm. look back at it, you're like, wow, that exactly. That's what happened. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love that. And I, and I like the, I know some people are against like, and it's, it's not spray and pray, but like they feel like, Oh, if you're taking two, 3000 photos, like that's, that's just spraying and praying. But whenever you're shooting that many frames with intentionality, it's not praying. No, it's like these each and everyone has intentionality behind them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's just giving you a bunch of different options to deliver Mm -hmm. instead of, uh, because yeah, I also like shoot film, and with that, uh, you you only have you know thirty six frames uh, per roll, uh, if that, and it's much more intentional of like okay, here I gotta get this shot, um, but like with digital, like I I am intentional, but I'm also taking a ton of of images through 
a movement through a moment yeah. uh, to where I can deliver multiple of those or I can go through and be like out of these 12 like yeah. this is the one that really tells this yeah. the best so I'm going to deliver that yeah. so I, I, I like that and uh, and yeah staying consistent with your editing I was all over the place yeah. uh, in my first few years because I didn't know what style I wanted I was yeah. like I see everyone with the bright and airy that's not really me but I'll like I'll shoot that yeah. um, and and then I saw dark and moody and I was like that's also not really me but like I'll shoot that for a little bit and yeah. like the oversaturated or the selective color that was the thing yeah um, I, and and I did that for a while and uh, and yeah until you I, I i love that um that advice that you give of like for five sessions shoot in this one style yeah edit in that one style mm -hmm. and then if you like that keep it if not yeah shift yeah you like can try something it different time. Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it won't yeah, those little tweaks future clients that you start to look right. like all over the place it just it looks like yeah. a slow transition it looks like you're really being intentional about your evolution of your style mm -hmm. um because it's not yeah. going to happen overnight yeah. and understanding that's part of the process that's part of the process yeah. Yeah. oh yeah mm -hmm. yeah it was probably like uh, four or five years ago that I started incorporating uh, silhouettes yeah. into my style because I've, I just really like them. Yeah. And I was, I was also curious about them. I was like, I, I, I don't really know how to do this or what like settings I need to do. So I was learning that as I was going. And yeah. now that's one of the things that I get people hiring me for is they're like, I really love your silhouette work yeah. and I would love to get one of like us dancing with the clouds behind us. I'm like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Cause that like it shifted to where it wasn't just one day. I'm like, all right, now everything is silhouettes. Sorry. Yeah. We will not be able to see your face. Yeah. Um, but like you kind of like you're uh, you shift and that editing style shifts with you. Yeah. So, I love that. Cool. OK, um, before we wrap up, we did get one more um, uh, a question over here. Kind of going back to the, the client experience. Yeah. Um, Alexandra asked, um, how do you approach building a relationship with a couple when the planner hires you and you're not able uh, not really able to speak with the couple? Which I think is a great question because I've had that happen a few times. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, it's it's more it's more difficult. What, what would you say to, to Alexander? Uh, at this point, you would have to communicate with the planner on how the planner has read the couple and ask, is it okay if I set up a zoom call either with the, all of, all of us together, the planner and the couple, um, or just mm -hmm. with the couple or just the bride or whoever is, you know, taking more responsibility and planning and enforcing that zoom call or meeting. Um, sometimes couples are like, I hired this planner to just handle everything. Um, but communicating with the planner, if the planner says, oh yeah, you know, Jessica's awesome. She'll love to zoom call with you right now. This is where they are with their schedule. So it's not going to happen until then. And you put all your weight into when you can connect with that, that yeah. couple and just make sure it happens in a reasonable amount of time for the situations where couples are complete, want to be completely disconnected from that. The best thing that you can do is set up your website to have blogs that talk about you, your personality, 
your do's and don'ts, what you'd love for couples to have ready for you, all of these informational articles that you can maybe put one or two and send it to them and send it to the planner and say, hey, can you send this to the bride? These are just some things that'll help leading up to the wedding day. If that couple happens to click on that, they're going to learn more about you. They're going to want to know more things about you. They're going to click on your Instagram and learn for me that I have a daughter and like, oh, she's so cute. So you have to enforce connection no matter how, what avenue that's going to come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. There's, uh, I, I know that some some couples are just like, I'm hiring this uh, coordinator yeah. to coordinate everything, talk to all the vendors. And, you know, photography is a little bit different than than catering yeah. or um, than, you know, your, uh, uh, your, your florist or, or anything where you can kind of convey to the coordinator this is what i'm looking for this is the style this is whatever but with photography there has to be that relationship yeah um so i i love you know telling them like hey i would yeah i'd really like to to have a a zoom meeting or just like a quick quick little little five minute call where we just get to see each other's faces yeah and you can get a read on their personalities and they can get a read on you Mm -hmm. uh to where one, you're not showing up at an engagement session yeah. completely blind to what they look like and how they act and yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so cool. Well, awesome. Thanks for thanks for asking. Or yeah. Thank, yeah. Thank you, uh, Alexandra, for, for asking that. And uh, thanks, Melanie, for answering. Um, but uh, yeah, oh, man, I have I have loved this. I just every time that I talk about client experience, I'm just excited to implement more things yeah. and to really like dive in deeper uh to stuff that i'm already doing uh so thanks for (laughs) thanks for the conversation today i'm excited to get out there and and do some more um before we wrap up there's a part of the show that i like to do where i ask what you're loving this week um it could be like a new movie tv show podcast whatever um uh what are you loving this week um i hope you're watching master (laughs) chef Um, the foodie in me, (laughs) um, that's just my show that I watch as I decompress. If something is exporting out of Lightroom, I'll throw that on. Um, I cook with my daughter and I'll put on MasterChef and she'll look at the screen and like try and emulate what they're doing. Um, so fun stuff. That's what I love right now. (laughs) Nice. It's a good, it's a good show. I like I like that. I'm a I'm a big fan of all the cooking shows yeah. and competitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And our our kids really love the Is It Cake Ooh, um, show yeah. on Netflix, <laughs> um, which is yeah. which is a, a very different uh, style of uh, cooking competition. Yeah. But um, but that's what we've been watching a lot of lately. Yeah. Um, and rewatching episodes for some reason. Yeah. I'm like you know that it's number four. It's we've already done this. Joy. <laughs> it is sparking joy yeah it's just like for me where they're like all right what do you think it's gonna be i'm like we just watched this one yeah it is obviously number four but uh i don't know two yeah uh, <laughs> but yeah it's sparking joy for them they love it whenever they cut through a bowling ball and it's it's cake yeah um uh, but yeah i 
I I have to be careful watching food competition and like food shows because I just want to make everything. Yeah. Especially with like the Great British Baking oh, Bake yeah. Off or Bake Show or whatever ba- they call baking it show. Um, yeah. here in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another great show I just, that I want you to watch and oh. anyone um, that's okay. watch Joy and is a really good show to rewatch because it's going to fill you with knowledge. It's going to take you somewhere else and you're just going to mm. have a really great feel good moments watching the show it's called somebody um feed phil somebody feed phil on netflix somebody feed you phil. can watch okay. and rewatch these episodes a thousand it's a gilmore girl effect where <laughs> you can watch it huh. a thousand times and it still sparks joy he travels to different countries and cities and speaks to these chefs and tastes their food but his personality is just it's so warm and it's so loving. Um, so if you're ever down and you need an upper, watch Somebody Feeds Phil. <laughs> Somebody Feeds Phil. Okay, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to add that to my queue and yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and watch Phil eat a bunch of food. Oh my God, it's so funny. He's the, uh, <laughs> and be jealous of all of, these places. Um, Everybody Loves Raymond. He's one of the producers and writers oh. of that. Uh, so he comes from a long line of like our history of, of t- television and then he just goes and eats food and like the, the production team is like his brother and like other family members it's just really personable <laughs> nice okay awesome I, I'm gonna check that out that sounds like kind of similar to um, Ugly Delicious did you ever watch Ooh, that yeah with uh, <laughs> Oh, I forget his name. Uh, I see his face. Dave. I'm bad with the name. Yeah, I can see his face, uh, but is is also very good. Yeah. Um, man, I've got all these cooking shows to watch now. Um, sweet. Cool. Well, uh, yeah, and I'll have links to all those in the show notes. Um, cool. Oh, what I'm loving this week, I'm loving a um, a podcast uh, that I've been listening to called The Money with Katie Show. Ooh. And um, it's a really good approach to uh, some some pretty boring topics for most like most of the money, like investing podcasts are just like monotone old white dudes just like and this is how like you invest in this thing yeah. and this is uh, yeah dividends. and like katie's like yeah <laughs> div- dividends and uh yeah and and katie like she's she's got a fun personality and like the um uh, the production quality of the show is also really good. She did one recently where in the middle of it went into like this spoken word poetry what? slam thing. And yeah, it was just like, Katie, what are you doing with this? This is, I thought you were going to say she's kind of making it rain. Like, yes, <laughs> visual. Yes. <visuals>. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, that is, that's her, <laughs> that's her Instagram, her reels and everything. Nice. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a good show. And she talks a lot about different things. Uh, she had one recently about like the pros and cons of leasing a vehicle rather than uh, like purchasing one yeah. straight out and how things have kind of changed over the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all like good financial information and good ways of of how to invest. She also has an episode for uh, entrepreneurs of ways that you can 
invest in like safer retirement and stuff that you know you might get from a traditional nine to five job that you aren't getting from yourself um but yeah and and overall it's just like it's a good feel and she has a good energy that comes with the podcast so yeah the the money with katie show nice so yeah and that'll be in the show notes as well and and also all of these links that we're about to tell you how you can follow uh melanie um where can people follow you where can they find all your things online uh melanie and photo and is a n n e i have a little silent e uh and melanie Ann is actually my first and middle name so that's me uh i'm on facebook as melanie and i believe oh i should know this um but i'm definitely also (laughs) always on instagram that's where you can reach me the most um i share personal stories with my daughter um and my little puppies and my day-to-day mostly on instagram um so yeah i've just started a instagram for a education program that i'll be launching next year called melanie and storytellers uh which will go in depth about more of what we talked about today (laughs) that's exciting that's cool i didn't even know about that that's awesome congratulations on that (laughs) well sweet yeah that's cool okay well awesome i i'm definitely gonna want to uh dive into more like i feel i know we've already been talking for like an hour now um but like like, this is something (laughs) i know yeah i just like i want to just keep talking like this is it's so important and it's i just get excited about it yeah Uh, but yeah well melanie ann thank you so much for being on the show i really enjoyed getting to talk to you today yeah same here i'm gonna remember this moment and it will be another moment to spark joy Thank you for listening to another episode of the Light and Dark Photography Podcast. As always, check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 138. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at lightdarkco. Melanie is at Melanie Ann Photo, and that's Melody Ann with an E. And you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. If you are loving the show, please leave us a review. That would mean the world to me. Until next week, I will see you in the Facebook group. Bye.